Welcome to Herc's World. I am Casual with the Mini Mix. Brought to you by Jasmine McDonald Insurance Agency. Let's go ahead and get into it. Like I said before, this is the official song of the summer. It's me and Marie. Weekend shenanigans. Let's go. It's five o'clock. Time to hit the block. Pulling out the parking lot. Call my girls and tell them meet me at our favorite spot. We going straight to the top and showing out. Shots feeling kinda hot, music bumping, DJ jumping. Now I'm dancing nonstop. Let the beat drop, watch my body rock. Now I got them on guard. Welcome to the weekend, shenanigans. Weather's nice, money's good, so let's begin. Let the stress of the week come to an end. Because on Monday it'll start all over again. Welcome to the But I can't give her no money Ooh, Throw it back like a probe yeah. Pop that like a boat Get that bag, middle fingers up to a broke Like Club God say, throw that mm. Poke it out I ain't mm. but I mm. let him mm. Me mm. out Yeah, mm. back mm. in my mm. Two, take all mm. these mm. Money, mm. what we finna mm. do Then leave Brr. Then leave Brr. Get that bread, get that Then leave Then leave While I switch gears you keep on running from these backs I pull them tracks out yeah, Come here Maybe after we We ain't gonna talk about Lee right there Tell your bitch That can't come back here yeah. He gonna hit from the back On me yeah. up in the baby, air Baby keep that fuck Put it up in the air We stacking these hundreds They coming in layers I'm going outside I grew up with the players I seek my bitch To slam them down Get it in blood No one will care After that mission Park the track Fuck in the back And fix her What's up big daddy daddy yeah. Tell him what's yeah. up what's happening He sent me a text So I yeah. send him the Addy The way you grip on the That's block. how I want you to grab me Tastes like laughing Taffy, spit on the gear. Like gymnastics, ooh, little bee, cause he get nasty. Hey, 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 come on, baby, I know. 
action. Mindset on all way above average. Look like a nigga, but I been about action. Smacking shots, man, I'm my action. Let a nigga play with my bitch, don't blast the trash. Everybody give me free cash. My nails and feet stay up to par. I need to see free till when you gagging. She know I don't mean no disrespect, I just talk different My little is a masterpiece I ain't even gotta be funny when I'm telling no jokes She still gon' laugh at me, still suck my n***a She mad at me, let her make me mad You see, I nod my head in this Do n***a gon' slide on your n***a For me, bust down, call her your new masterpiece My little is a masterpiece I ain't even gotta be funny when I'm telling no jokes She still gon' laugh at me, still suck my n***a She mad at me, let her make me mad You see, I nod my head in this Do n***a gon' slide on your For me, bust down, call her your new it's the Mini Mix kicking off Herc's World. I am casual. And of course, the official Mini Mix is brought to you by Jasmine McDonald Insurance Agency. Give her a call. 815-788-1800. That's 815-788-1800. And be sure to tell them casual and Herc sent you. Big Herc, it's your world, man. What you got going on this week? Man, Casual just killed the mini mix. And if you didn't move around, you probably ain't got no pulse. I mean, that's probably something you got to take up between you and God. But anyway, if you hear my voice, you know you tuned in to Herc's World. And I am your Hurt, and I'm your host. Every week I get tongue-tied. Y'all make me feel nervous. I don't know why. Anyway, um, I am your host, Big Hurt, a.k.a. your girlfriend's favorite podcast host. Um, Before we get started... I want to give a special thanks to our guests from last week for coming through uh, and giving us a small glimpse uh, into what teachers actually do and what they go through. If you have not listened to episode three, man, go back, stream that junk. Um, the numbers are doing, numbers are going st- slowly, steady going up, and I appreciate all the support. Um, as y'all know, since the release of that episode, we had yet another school tragedy, um, and I want to take a moment. Real quick, uh, a moment of silence for all those affected by the shooting in Texas by the IRS Wrestling Power. All right, so now that we, you know, did that, um, this week um, we're talking about one of my favorite things. Man, music. Um, anybody who knows me knows I love music. I feel like I can sing in the shower. Um, and my musical taste is all over the place from man classical to hip-hop to country to bluegrass to man anything you can think of r&b um 
hell, I'll I'll even listen to you know some of that uh, electronica music if if it sounds good. So, um, as a lot of y'all know, June is Black Music Month, and everything from acapella choir to zumba, black me black people have shaped this music. So once again, I got a group of people together to talk music, and um, this group of people is special because um, these are people I feel like I, I've heard and I listen to on a regular basis. Um, they're dope individuals. They're all um, unsigned, you know, so, you know, being able to help somebody uh, get their name out there and get that exposure is always important to me. And that's one of the reasons I started Hurts World is just, you know, um, to help my people out. So when we get back, we're going to talk to them. They're going to give us the, the real to real about this music industry. Um, we also want to talk, we're going to talk a little shit. Um, I'm going to put a couple people on spot. I ain't going to tell y'all who, but um, stay tuned. We'll be right back with, Mark, with more of Herc's World. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Hurts World. I am your girlfriend's favorite podcast host, The Big Hurt, and it is Black Music Month. It is our part one of our Black Music Month episode, and I'm joined by a couple individuals who I feel like are dope in this music thing. I'm going to shut up and let them introduce themselves and tell you what they do. So whoever wants to go first, introduce yourself. My bad, I had a shit still muted, bro. <laughs> uh, hi, I'm Grade A from Chicago. Uh, if you out of town, I'm from Chicago. If you're in the town, I'm from the woods. You know the difference. I'm a Maywood nigga. But uh, artist, Grade A, look me up on Spotify, and songwriter for the Hydrox production team. All right. What's up, everybody? My name Diamond Jr., you know, from Chester, Pennsylvania. You know where that's at? For the east side. Got where am I say, you feel me? If not, I'm about right outside of Philadelphia, about 15, 20 miles, but we're not Philly. And a uh, songwriter, rapper, I want to say producer, but I ain't got them credits yet, man. Get with me soon. But yeah, that's about it. Hey, y'all. It's Nia Marie. I'm from Dallas, Texas. I'm a songwriter, rapper, singer. So, yeah, <laughs> that's all I do right now. <laughs> And we got one more guest. Uh, she's going to hop in here shortly. She's just running a little behind schedule. Um, but her name is Cece. And when she hops on, she'll introduce herself. But man, um, I went a little bit, of, I went a little bit everywhere. I try, I try to, you know, give y'all a taste of the North, the South, the East, the West. You know, um, I know a couple people that know a couple people that know a couple people. So let's get it started. Um, let's start with uh, Nina. Um, who are some of your musical influences? Ooh, so it's so many. <laughs> and, you know, most of the female rappers and music artists I have in mind are Beyonce, Monica, Brandy, Erica Badu. Uh, some rappers. I love Nicki Minaj because I'm a bar at heart. <laughs> Eve, Missy Elliott. And this is something I can think of off the top of my head right now. Uh, what about you, uh, Diamond? 
my phone, I had my mic still muted. I'm <laughs> muted. But uh, for musical influences, mine's kind of simple. Uh, Kanye, Eminem, Cole, Kendrick, Michael Jackson. Like, all my, my musical influence is all over the place because I like different types of music. Like, I ain't going to lie to you. You might hear some Tupac from me just off the strength that my bro played it. Then off the rip, I might play some Fabulous, and then next thing you know, we listen to Zendaya or Ariana Grande, and I'm guaranteed, you know. It just be like that. That's how it be. Great A, who'd you got? Um, I listen to everything. Like, everything. as far as rap, it's all types of shit. But in, you know, R&B shit I was raised on by my pops, but influences, like people that I get compared to, they say I sound similar to, uh, Currency, Freddie Gibbs, like Griselda type shit. And then also, like, I'm in a group with my producer buddy from my production team, uh, Mike Jacks, called Honey Trill. That's more like a UGK type vibe. Uh, and shit, check us out on SoundCloud, Honey Trill, with a pound sign. Hashtag. Now, when you said Freddie Gibbs, when you said Freddie Gibbs, you not I, I know you're not out here taking L's like Freddie though. Freddie a good nigga, man. He just ran his mouth. He an old vice lord. That tends that happens. He talks shit, and you know you can get caught slipping if you get jumped by twenty niggas. Cause I said Brazil the two, like you know they them the two niggas beefing. I hate that they doing it, but shit, you know niggas got a nig sometimes. Ain't nobody get shot because where I'm from, shit, it ain't too many fights. You know, right. so that you shit could have went way worse. Yeah, the, I mean, but the fact that facts niggas he getting jumped is is I mean yeah it's bad he getting jumped, but like you said it could be a whole lot worse. And uh, he could be getting, you know, shot at. Mm-hmm. Uh, CC, uh, who are your, some yeah. of your musical influences? Me? Yeah. Oh shoot! I just jump right in, huh? Oh yeah, because <laughs> I, I told I told everybody you were running like a couple minutes late. They, they knew you were coming. Yeah. Um, you know, so I just we we gonna pretend like you've been here Bet. the whole time. Bit. Um, my most influential artist that I pattern myself behind, y'all gonna think this is weird, but Shania Twain. Shania Twain is one of my favorite, mm. favorite artists. Um, after her, I would definitely have to say Lauren Hill. She's definitely one that walks on her own path. She's not very easily swayed. Uh, after that, after that, Kendrick Lamar. That's it. That's, those are my top three. Lyrically, wow. lyrically, definitely Kendrick. Yeah. So we went from Shania Twain to Kendrick. That should let you know how versatile I am, right? When I told, like when I told, I told y'all we we were gonna be a little bit of everywhere today. Yeah. I wasn't expecting that. Um. So CC, you didn't get the opportunity to actually introduce yourself. So go ahead and introduce yourself real quick. For the my name is Cecily Wilborn. I am a artist slash producer slash writer, uh, performer. I've been in music all my life, but I'm currently almost done getting my bachelor's in music production. I've got like eight months left before I graduate. Um, I've been an artist, an actual artist, since I made it professionally known about 2015 or so. I've been to the Apollo, been to The Voice, um, just opened up for a couple major artists, um, getting ready to open up for Trina next month. So I'm blessed, still learning, but I'm blessed. <laughs> okay, that's what's up. Um, Nina, we're gonna start with you this time. Why do you make music? 
really, music is an emotional outlet for me. So it's just a way that I can tell my, a story from my point of view, uh, whether I'm angry, I'm happy, or sad. It's just a good way for me to express myself. Okay. What about you, Diamond? Uh, I don't know if any of y'all like actually listen to Mo Three, but he got a song called "Can I Vent," and I felt every lyrics, every every word of that because that's what I use music for. Like that's where I'm a vent. That's where I'm gonna tell my stories. I don't cap about nothing. If I if I said it, I seen it done, or I did it myself. So it's like that's my outlet for you know getting out all the negative and sometimes the positive emotions too. You know that's just where I go to make sure that I'm in a safe space where I can either be heard. By only me at one point or by the rest of the world when it comes down to it. Uh, let's go with Cece. I make music because I have a big imagination. So I like, I mean, I write kids stories too. So I write kids songs. I like drama movies. So I write dramatic songs, you know. I like for my imagination, whatever I feel at the moment, it's kind of the same thing as everybody else. I like to use it as an outlet, but not just so much of reality, but I like to let my imagination go because sometimes you want to escape reality. Look at Thriller. Nobody, nobody has ever seen a real zombie. Who would have thought to put Thriller together, but he used his imagination. I think as an artist, we shouldn't we shouldn't just basically say that we write for a specific reason. We all got our different reasons, but at the end of the day, it's all imagination. That's how we come up with our concept videos. That's how we come up with some of these crazy lyrics. Like, it's all imagination. I love it. Great A, what you got? Um, <clears throat> like, uh, to piggyback off what CC said, like, you know, imagination event, like you had some type of thoughts. Because we went to high school together. You know me. I'm sitting there with the stone face half time. I look like I'm pissed off. But I'll be chilling. My imagination just be flying. And it might be some shit. I try to be a nice guy. And it might be a thought I had that was some asshole shit. And in the song, I can get it out. And, you know, I don't got to hurt nobody. But, <clears throat> you know, that's how a nigga relate to the world. And on top of that, just on some making music shit. I still remember this time in high school. Like, I rapped in front of niggas. And I didn't tell niggas I rap. It was just a beat on. And I rapped. And when I was done, like right after I said the last word, niggas treated me like I did 360 off the fucking backboard. Like everybody said, oh shit, ran away from the table and shit. And I was like, it just felt good getting that, yeah. So it's like, just knowing you're good at some shit, make you, you know, it, it's it's cathartic. You know, it's that release of shit. Most definitely. And, you know, like I said, I went to, I went to high school with grade A. And when I, the first time I heard him spit, I was like, damn. That was shit was kind of dope. And um Appreciate you know, it, I had Dom, you know, we had Diamond Jr. on the show. We had, I had him on another show uh last year. And uh his music maybe makes me do the same thing. Um mm -hmm. All CC, love, bro. CC has a song and it it's the I, I I listened to it yesterday and I can't think of the name of it, but it's the one on your Facebook page. Toxic. Toxic. I was like, bro, like, I feel like she's talking about me. But it, but like they, they, they make relatable. She makes relatable music, and then of course, uh, Miss Nina is. If y'all have not listened to the first episode, or you and you just heard it in the mini mix, uh, weekend shenanigans is gonna be the official uh, summer banger. Um, you know, so that's how. <laughs> you know, so that like I relate to all these different artists. 
because um, they dope in their own different way. Um, but before we, uh, and I want to talk to y'all, I want to get y'all opinion on this. Um, Diamond and Gray were having a conversation before we actually, you know, came on air about um, music and, you know, leasing beats and stuff like that. How do y'all, like, what is the industry like for independent artists? Whoever wants to go first can go first. uh, I was about to say, well, from my perspective, you know, I'm 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 still a child compared to most people when it comes down to this music stuff. Like, I started back in 2017. I'm only 22 years old, and since I've been doing music professionally, a lot of people try to beat me in the head for a lot of different stuff, a lot of services that I can do myself, or that if I realize I have a good relationship with others, it won't be as it won't be so high. Like nowadays, you can find an okay beat someplace, and if you're not leasing it, you blow up off of it. They want their dividends. They want their bread, regardless of how much you help them, like, exposure as an artist. Y'all could be starting from the ground together. But it's just so it's so much that goes in, into music nowadays that you can't just take a beat and just make something on it and expect it to fly like that. Like, I know a lot of people... I used to get a lot of my beats off YouTube. Sometimes I still do if I want to just freestyle and turn up this, that, and third. But that that leasing process, I ain't, I ain't for it like that as much as I used to. Now I'd rather, you know, get one from my producer, like, from my, my bro actually here with me. He makes beats in this, that, and third. And that came from a casual conversation, just showing me a beat. So I try to, you know, keep a close relationship with people that make the beats. So it's not like I'm getting busting the head later in the future or I'm not paying for something that's not really going to make me any type of money. Because, you know, at that point, you're putting out hundreds, maybe thousands of dollars, depending on what you're doing with it, just for you to make a couple hundred back and you still get taxed on the back end because it wasn't your beat. Well, I'm going to say this. I'm going to say this in, in, in response to that. I feel like the industry hasn't changed at all. What has happened is we know more of the game than we used to. So we are given a lot of jewels now that used to be close knit in the office talk. So now we are talking about this amongst the artists and they're like, oh, that's all y'all been doing in the office. We can do that ourselves. So that's when independent artists really started pushing. Now here's the issue. When you say that you wanna make these relationships, check this out. If me and you become best friends later on in life and you come and do a feature, I will never not pay you what I will pay Drake. I'm gonna pay you the Thanks. same, I'm gonna pay Trey. Let me say, the reason why I say that is just because I'm your friend, I don't want you to feel like you gotta get a discount from me or I gotta get a discount from you. And if you do blow up and it's a song that I'm on with you, understand me, we blew up. You hear me? Oh no, but for sure. That's support. business, you know what I'm saying? People are in it to make money because I'm gonna be honest with you, if, I'm, if I make a mediocre beat and somebody come and write a banger to it and they make a meal, whether it was a mediocre beat or not, you still made a meal to my beat. So run me that, you know what I'm saying? So I get why people want they cut. I ain't discrediting that's what you do for a living. A lot of people are like, well, all he do is sit in his room and make beats, but that's what he do, that's his job. I ain't knocking the police for getting up going to work as a police officer. I'm not gonna make a beat maker, knock a beat maker for being a beat maker. If that's what you wanna do for your career, that's all cool. And I'm gonna make sure if I use you, I'm gonna pay you. But understand, when you call me and you want me, feature, perform, produce, whatever, I'm gonna need you to pay me too. So that's why you really can't get mad as an independent artist when people try to charge you the string. Just bust your ass to make sure when they call you back and say they need you, 
your price is your price. Facts. You know, favor. Pay me my money. Pay me my money. There you go. Big facts. Uh, Nina, what you think? I agree with Cece, honestly, because, yeah, being an independent artist, it is about, right now, money. <laughs> That's what's fun and everything. We need that just to move forward with anything. So, and it is tough out here. Uh, like Diamond uh, said, trusting people to have your back and then you using their beats and then having to come out that later on if you did blow up. You just got to treat people right. Just do everything the right way. It's all about business. No paperwork. Right, right, right. right. <laughs> Get that split sheet done the day before you go in the studio. That way, if you told me all you wanted was 20%, I don't want to hear all. I, I deserve 50. No, you, bro, you signed yep. that paper and you said you wanted your 25 or 20%. That's what you get. Yep. Get that paper. Right. Paperwork is important. What you got, Greg? <clears throat> Shit, they said it all. That was their game. <laughs> <laughs> It so, is like it's, it's mean, you mean like as far as how the business is for independent artists, yeah. I mean, yeah, whatever, bad, whatever you want to add, whatever you got to add to it. Uh, one thing I say, like, uh, my fault, who's bro, we talked to in the beginning. I'm sorry, I forgot your name, bro. Diamond, Diamond uh, yeah. we was talking, we, Diamond, we was talking before the shit started. I know you was 22, bro. If it was shit I could tell you, like, if I was that age, because. Uh, I've been through shitty situations with managers and shit where you sign some shit, you gotta wait, or you're in a position with somebody you think you got a uh, something that's mutually beneficial, you getting exploited and shit. Like, man, own as much shit as you can and be multifaceted right. with your shit. Like, uh, like how you talking about making a record for TikTok, your TikTok page would be worth more than what a nigga will try to sign you for locally. Cause the way the trap shit go is like, you can't have all the talent. You need a little paper behind you for the shit to work. Like. Most of the niggas got a buzz to some nigga that owned a bunch of real estate, sell a little dope on his ass, and they trying to get put their money into some shit that'll work. Like, I ain't gonna name no names, that'd be dumb. But just make sure you own as much of your shit. Because, like, your TikTok, all the shit related to your brand, that's what's gonna make you money. Right, right, right. Man, I appreciate they are, that. They are dropping knowledge. We're gonna take a quick break. Um, we're gonna be right back with more Hertz World. I hope y'all enjoying this conversation because I'm not in the music business, but I'm learning shit. And I'm having fun. We'll be back. Man, welcome back. Welcome back to Hurts World. I am the hostess with the mostest. And when I say hostess, I mean cakes. Big Hurt. Um, and we are talking to four independent artists for our Black Music Month episode. If you did not know, June is Black Music Month. And um, I decided to get together a group of uh talented individuals to come kick it with your boy um we're gonna talk music and we're gonna talk the music industry we're gonna have some fun um so before we went to break we were talking a little bit about what it's like being an independent artist um in the music industry um and they dropped a lot of gems so my next question um and it's whoever wants to answer it first um do y'all so all y'all are pretty pretty well-established artist, in my opinion. Do y'all think um, TikTok is breaking a lot of records as far as, like, you know, if you get hot on TikTok, then, you know, you get played on the radio, and then you can get, you know, that that deal or whatever you're looking for? Or is it more of, like, you got to just grind, grind, grind to, you know, until you get your name out there? Uh, it's a little of both, honestly. 
Because <laughs> you can't have that one video that just go viral and then you sit. That's, that was your entry right into <laughs> the music industry, really. And then working hard, too, that definitely can pay off because you don't want to just release that one song and you're a one-hit wonder. That's all you're known for is that one TikTok. I agree. I agree. She said it before I could even get it out of my mouth. It's both. And with TikTok, you really can't get mad at TikTok because who was mad when the Temptations in Motown was holding this talent show and that's where they was getting their talent from every day. A lot of people that wasn't doing the talent shows, just like the people that ain't doing TikToks, they mad because they feel like, oh, they just trying to get rich quick or they just trying to get seen. That's how you get there. You got to put yourself in a position to be seen. So if they're not doing talent shows no more, okay, get on Facebook. If they Facebook done fell off, all right, jump on this TikTok. TikTok ain't doing it no more. All right, we doing something else. Whatever, you people got to learn in this industry, you got to ride the wave. And if the wave is TikTok right now, you got to ride TikTok till it fall off, you know? Like you can't get mad at the, at the opportunity or the avenue. You just got to know how to put yourself in position to be seen. Because at the end of the day, you don't make no money if you're not seen or heard. Go ahead, Diamond. I was just saying, I agree, like, honestly, with the both. And something you mentioned, like, you know, riding that wave. Like, you got you feel me? You got to wait your time sometimes. You feel me? This may not be the time for you to blow up. Like, a lot of people don't know. TikTok used to be the app musically. Going there, you make your little videos, like trailers and whatnot. And it wasn't buzzing like that. But what they do as a company, they buy their time, they build their brand, they went out. They actually got bought out by another company, an uh, Asian company, if I'm not mistaken. And that's how TikTok came to be. So that's where like I try to keep that in my in my in the back of my mind when I'm saying making music, like, are right, you for me? How can I blow up the next part, like the next wave? Like, what can I do to ride the next wave? And at the time, video making waves was the act. I mean, was Bro, the wave. We was all over Clubhouse too. Remember oh, that? People fiending for the invites to get the clubhouse. I ain't gonna lie. I was in the chat with some people and I'm like, yeah, they dropping knowledge. But then I had others, it was like, but it was the wave. So, you know, just just follow that wave, you know, do what you got to do to be successful. Yeah. It, you know, within reason, I'll say. Yeah, great. Uh, honestly, that shit is super dope. Like, because say if you do radio, right, you need a budget for that to basically pay niggas to play the record, even though it's illegal to pay niggas to play the record, like, but with TikTok, if somebody finds some shit, they something about your song that they like, and they make a challenge to it, and they start, everybody does a TikTok do it, when they run the ads on your shit, that's publishing money. That come back to you. You might have to do some work to go get it, but that's like free promotion. Yeah, I, I see nothing wrong with this. If anything, I say like I was saying before, how being multifaceted in your shit to help you make some money, if you uh younger and you got a better understanding of that shit, on your YouTube channel, break down how to make TikToks, like how to, uh, like, don't give all your sauce up, but just like little tips and shit. Cause, like, like I said, I'm closer to her cage. When I'll promote my songs, I'm used to just running ads on Facebook. That's what I do. When I get new fans like that. I run the ad targeted to people this age that's fans of this and that. But now I see with TikToks, you damn near got a master video editing on the low to uh, promote your song. That's some new shit. And I know how to use the fucking internet, but like when they change the shit, I was like, man, this is other shit. You could teach a class on this shit. But yeah, the TikTok shit, that's a money generator. Ain't nothing wrong with that. Instagram, the same thing. And see, like, it, it's crazy you said that because, like, like you know, just trying to get the word out about, man, the podcast. I know I'm a Facebook vet. You know, I, I buy, buy the ad, buy the, you know, come up, boost a little ad or whatever, share them, you know, share with the people and share the Instagram. Mm-hmm. 
but what I'm learning is, man, if I just, even if I just, you know, take, um, let's say I use Nina's song to just promote the flyer and people know that song, man, if nothing else, that's going to push people to at least listen to, you know, what I got going. Um, and ever since I think I kind of, I don't, I don't want to say I mastered it, but ever since I kind of figured it out on TikTok, um, the numbers ain't matching just yet, but I'm seeing people uh, watch the video. And the more people watch it, um, it got to blow up eventually. You know, so it's... It, it grow. It, and you, nine times out of 10, you're going to get a couple followers out of them, out of them too. Mm-hmm. Most definitely. Mm-hmm. So um, let's go here. Well, we kind of talked about that. So, you know, um, with the way music breaks now, like, you know, like you said, like there are a lot of people that got hot off, like you said, TikTok sandwiches. Um, mm-hmm. Like that dude, uh, Beatbox, three of uh, him. Um, I don't got him. <laughs> yeah, him. Yeah, like. I'm, I've never heard of my whole life, and I'm like, bro, like, I, but that's all you heard on TikTok. And then all of a sudden, you turn on the radio, he on the radio. Um, you know, so with the way music breaks nowadays, how do y'all adapt to um, putting your putting your content out there and trying to stay not necessarily young, but stay relevant? I kick it off. Um, I for me, like I said, you asked about influences earlier, and I was like, are people that I get compared to? People say I like current. I said currency, Freddie Gibbs, Griselda type shit. The shit I like about all that shit is that it's super specific. So with me, like I said, I didn't master TikTok. I get a lot of my um streams and shit from Twitter because I just be on there talking shit. I have a tweet go viral or some shit, and then my link is in my headline uh, to my to my United Master shit. And now I check and I see the shit came from there. Like, I remember I posted some shit. I made a meme and like fucking Lil Duval took it and put it on his Instagram or some shit that like Freddie Gibbs posted in his hey. story and my name was in there and it's, my, my streams went up. It wasn't nothing crazy, but you know, I saw the shit in my uh, statement. So, you know, just finding shit about your personality, shit that you relate to, the little cool, weird shit that you like, mention that and the people that like that shit is going to gravitate to you. That's definitely what I was thinking is the only way to stay relevant and not lose your, lose where you are is to mm-hmm. figure out how to make your world collide with where the world is. You got to find that gray area where you can still be yourself and keep yourself set apart, but you can figure out, oh, this is what they'll like about me. So let me spotlight this about myself. Okay. This is where it's going now. So let me spotlight this about myself. So it's more so you just, you really have to be in tune with who you are as an artist. Because if not, you'll start changing as the industry changes and you'll lose sight of who you are. And that's so easy to happen. I mean, I'm, I say R&B. R&B is not like, R&B ain't what it used to be. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. rap and hip hop is taken completely over. So it's R&B now. Yeah, like that. They sing more than y'all. Thanks, thanks. So honest to God, like we have to, as, as singers, we have to find ways, even if it means collabs. If I may not do the whole song, it may not be my song, 
but getting me on the right song to be me may help me more than me trying to put out a hundred songs. Me collabing one song with the right person may do it. So that's where you got to remember who you are and find how you fit in that. Most definitely. Uh, what you got, Nina? Ugh, look, I'm say y'all took everything, all the good advice. So yeah, <laughs> basically, I guess, you know, staying true to yourself, like they said, and finding how that works with your music, how you can still reach people, your audience without, um, I guess, being stale, you know, how you being like everybody else, following the trends like everybody, but you want to set yourself apart from others, so, yeah, they, they took the good stuff. <laughs> we sorry. What you got, Diamond? Uh... Really, they like you said, they said most of the good stuff is just like when I got the ad is like I don't know if any of y'all played latest 2K, but they got this thing where you know you could do different things in your career. You could be a rapper now, you could be a fashion mogul, things like that, like to stay relevant. And I relate to that. I relate that to my life a lot. You know, I was the kid in high school that I, I was in the band in the choir and I played sports, I danced. Like one of my one of my favorite songs I ever made went viral off my first TikTok because I was just doing a random dances to it, you know. So it's like no, stand true hold yourself. Up, hold up, hold up. You was in band boo. Band <laughs> choir. I'm actually I currently... was too. Okay, so what you play? <laughs> uh, I got to know this. I got to know right, this. Right. Uh four string bass guitar, five string bass guitar, uh snare. No. I played the choirs a little bit. You know, I, I wanted you to a learn percussion to play guy. Even with the bass, you a percussion guy. Yeah. Yeah. I was a flag girl. I ain't no <laughs> instrument, but I was fascinated. I was Listen, fascinated with it. I we need y'all. We need y'all. We look basic without y'all. <laughs> that, that's we just guys banging on stuff. That's crazy. That's dope. Nah, but yeah, just, you know, staying true to yourself. Like, like y'all mentioned before, I'm that type of guy that I do a lot of stuff, so. What I might make a TikTok that's going to blow up about basketball. So I'm adding my music to the background, though. They might not. They might be there for the basketball, but they're going, hey, some one, two, three people. Hey, yo, what's that? That song kind of hard in the background. Yeah. So, you know, it's finding a way to incorporate your life into every, in, in your music and your music into your life. You know, every aspect when it comes to, uh, when it comes to, you know, promoting all that stuff. Hey, man, well said. All right, so I'm going to taper off a little bit. Um... Nina and Cece, y'all do mostly R&B stuff. Um, and the this question comes from, like, some of you just said, Cece. They don't make R&B music look the way they used to. Like, you know, in the 80s and the 90s, you know, you was grabbing for the air, singing in the rain. Come on. Uh, you know, you talking about, you know, I love you. You know. That's the mood. That's it. All that. Now it's kind of like you got the Drakes and the the Waynes and they they just sing on everything. So how do how does how does it how is it being an R and B artist now compared to what it was like in the nineties in the eighties and the nineties? Like do y'all try to go back to that or y'all just kind of stay true to what's going on now? Oh no. Look at <laughs> I mean prime example, look at what Anderson Pockham and Bruno is doing right now. They literally Man took one of the hottest songs I grew up on and all they did was cover it. You know what I'm saying? Like, you got to figure out, I'm going to be honest with you, Bruno's entire, what was that, the 24 Karat Magic? He was born the wrong generation. Their whole <laughs> album was 80s and 90s R&B. You ain't telling me nothing. 
So he found a way to make it appetizing to today's kids, mm -hmm. but he took what we had. All he did, it's like when I'm a kid, my granny would make grilled cheese for everybody, right? But I was a little one and I would not eat the crust. <clears throat> I'm eating the same thing they eating, but in my mind, I wouldn't eat it unless she took the crust off and she cut it up the middle into a triangle. I wanted it to look like it was on TV. So I ate the same thing, but it was packaged differently. That's literally what us as R&B artists have to do. We give them the same thing we've been doing. We just package it differently. Instead of it being a smooth roads, we have to take them roads out and put a, put my, we have, might have to put a little 808 on there, put a little beat to <laughs> it. All we're doing is packaging it differently. I'm still gonna give you the same message. Might give you a little run here or there, put some harmonies in there, but I may just package it differently. That's it. Yeah, I agree with what she's saying. <laughs> we gotta make it our own. Yeah. And so <laughs> if we love the old school, the 90s R&B music, and we can put that on, our twist on it to where we they can relate to it right now and still want to play it, that's really what we have to do. That's the goal. Bro, Boogie is one of my favorite artists right now. No joke. Shout out to Boogie. But Boogie ain't no Cecily. So Boogie, <laughs> if you need an artist, you know what I'm saying? If you need an R&B artist, holler at me. <laughs> hey, y'all hit a plug. So... <laughs> I diamond in grade eight. Y'all rap real different. Like rap, rap music has changed from, you know, the hard, you know, what it was in the seventies to the gangster rap to you know what we grew up, you know, the nineties and the two thousands. Mm -hmm. Rap now is kind of, kind of sing song, in my opinion. It ain't kinda. Um, it is. You right. How do y'all keep trying, trying to figure out how to word it? How do y'all keep what y'all doing and not conform to the trends? Well, I mean, like I, I know y'all can do the the sing song, but I I wouldn't be used to that from y'all. That's just me. But how do y'all kind of not conform? He to the laughing. Trends? Why are you laughing, Dobbin? Wait a minute. <laughs> Man, cause I, I I guess I just started up. So uh, he all my old work. Remember at the time I haven't recorded anything in a while. Last time we spoke, we're not very so. It's like all my old work was pretty much the hardcore rap or me getting my thoughts out this day and third. But now I ain't even gonna lie to you. I do the sing song rap a little bit. Like the last EP I had, I know it was mainly sing song raps because on um, like I mentioned off camera earlier that you know I like doing all types of music. I like writing songs for other people. After a while, I got, you know, I just really got tired of it. Like, I was doing it for free, honestly. I wasn't doing it to get paid. I got tired of putting out bangers for my friends, you know, pushing out the R&B songs and pushing out some of the sing song, Melly A Boogie type songs for other people when I can do it myself, too. So, like, the last EP I made was, you know, part of that sing song trend. But, you know, I got some stuff on the tuck now where it's going to be, um, it's going to be a mixture of both. Like, I, I kind of went, like, I had uh, emotional, misplaced emotions, emotional overload, you feel me? I'm getting everything out. I'm, I'm pouring my heart out from my experiences. And now I'm about to make music for, like, the future in, in, in a sense, like, where I want to go. And so for that, I got to take it back to my roots of that, you know, that hard 90s, you know, that that Kendrick old school flow, that, that kind, you know, Eminem and all that. I go, I'm going back to my influences. But, you know, I did take a different route because not only is that what pop is, what's popping now, I like the sound of it. And I want... I, I know I can do it, so why not? 
Gray, what you got? Um, with the whole singing shit, like you know, this shit the business. Like I said, I'm on like the Hydros production team. It's me and my niggas. I'm like a songwriter for them. So even aside from what I like, I can write some shit with a bop and sell it to a nigga. Like as long as the money, as long as the check have my name on it, that's cool with me. And as far as like just rapping, I make some shit I like. Like I like more boom, bappy, groovy shit. But like you said, uh, Diamond from Pennsylvania. I'm in Chicago. I'm from uh-huh. the Midwest. We like ratchet shit. So like as much as I like boom, bappy, Grizzell, the mob, deepish type beats, I like fucking three six mafia and motherfucking uh, just anything like with some bass. You know what I'm saying? UGK. I, like I know All I that like type you. of shit. Because the, the Midwest is just the South, but it's cold as fuck up there. Like, so I just, I make shit I like. The shit that make me make an ugly face when I'm, when I hear it as a kid, the shit that make me feel taller than I am, fucking pump your chest up, I'm going to make that and I'm going to try to sell it. But as far as like what's happening now, I'll write that shit and sell it to somebody. Or if it sound, if I sound good on it, I'll do it. But I know what I sound good on and I sound good on just whatever the fuck I feel like I sound good on. But what's happening now, you know, I'll make some paper off it. Like you said, three six. I mean, it's so much. It's it's so many artists that I listened to rap wise growing up back in the day, and we used to dance mm-hmm. to that music. Yeah, like it's hard for y'all to even really come out with something for us to dance to now, because I mean, unless it's a twerk anthem, y'all really y'all have to vibe out if you're gonna go with the trend. Like I, I'm yeah. a big fan of of rap, so I be looking for what you're saying. And I'd be like, everything mm-hmm. is just so vibed out. I don't want to vibe. I want to dance. Like, give me something. So, Gray. I got an island song coming soon. <laughs> so, Gray, oh, I know, you know, being in Chicago, you know, the, the, the new wave is uh, drill music. And it's, it's, it's hitting hard as hell right now. Um, that's that's low-key the old wave. That shit 10 years old. It's just I mean, it's what, new what, every place else now. I mean, you, somebody you put know, me like, on. Somebody put me on. What is drill music? Wait a minute. <laughs> so wait, let me let me let me add it there, Mark. Because I was in the music scene when this shit happened. Drill music is like music, you know, gangster rap, but it's this raps, but it's this is talking to niggas that's really across the street. So like when when King Von was like, "We not from 63rd. 63rd is a street in Chicago." He was talking to the GDs over there. So when people be saying that shit, like, okay, I get a perfect example. Uh, around my house, I'm Maywood, which is close to Chicago. When Chief Keep came out, it's all uh, Vice Lords and shit around my house. Chief Keep and fucking BD, them, that's the other side. When I would drive around playing that shit just because I liked the song, I drove down the block and I seen every nigga put their hand on their way. So I was like, oh shit, like this is, you know, it's, re- it's reality music. It's not just to say the shit that sounds good, it's the shit happened in the song. Tell me some. Now, I knew I, that made sense to me. I never knew mm-hmm. they were blamed for it. Okay. Yeah. So like, mm-hmm. I mean, like, like it's it, it's 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 it, like you said, it's it's older because like you know we when we growing up that shit was like normal, but now it's mm-hmm. kind of like the new wave with dirt. We saw and, it, but niggas ain't rap about it. That's what was crazy. Yeah. Like, I started saying the shit they really did. I'm like, you really shot that nigga? Why would you say that? <laughs> it's so see, federal and it's so crazy though. No, I'm gonna tell you why they doing it. Because they same stupid mamas and daddies and aunties and uncles is slitting tires and doing stupid stuff and putting it on Facebook. They don't understand. Don't incriminate yourself. Like, bruh, as artists, we used to stand. 
Eminem. Do you remember the lyrics when he said, I just rap about it? Like, bruh, mm-hmm. hey, we don't, a lot of the stuff we do is for entertainment. It is entertainment. But as a person, I would never tell you to do some of the stuff that I say in my songs. Like, I don't know. I, I think I, about I, being toxic all day long, but I love my husband to death. You hear me? Like, <laughs> I'm a sucker. You hear me? Like, that's facts, though. Like, like basically, like the LL Cool J and the, what was the cannabis beat back in the day. Yes. That's yeah. drill music on ten. You feel me? And I knew so that. that. Like, like but I never knew the name of it. That's crazy. Like when they be saying I'm smoking on such and such, they name they and they run after the nigga they killed. Yeah, like, like oh, I wow. smoked him. That's why they say that. Yeah. Like, man, everybody. Chief Key said the trend, everybody saying they smoking Tuka, not knowing that's a real person, not knowing that that's Duck's little cousin. Like, that's why this man started rapping and sliding. Like, you, you create more problems, you don't know the history of it. And you just, you feel me, just trying to ride the wave in the trend, man. That shit corny to me. Yeah, yeah. It, it, I, it, it makes sense. People so, don't realize how influential mm-hmm. music really is. Like, it yeah. can, the Bible even says that music can soothe the savage beast. Like it can make you mad, it can make you sad, it can make you pop off, it can calm you down. Like imagine yeah. why I would much rather listen to one of these guys before I work out than listen to my music because that's what's gonna push me. That's what's gonna get me there. But then if I'm trying to vibe out, I might listen to me or Nina. Like music is powerful and I think the four of us, we're just an example of how instrumental we are to our community, not just the black community, because a lot of other communities watch us more than we watch ourselves. We are very instrumental in shaping how society moves gradually. Like, just what we talking about, how we do stupid stuff and put it in songs. They think it's okay to incriminate yourself. I mean, we shaping it though, music, we're doing that. Mm-hmm. It's funny you said that because when we come back from break, uh, we're gonna talk about that because I there's a question I got for y'all when we come back. Um, and I and I need y'all honest opinion. Not that y'all not not that y'all gonna lie about it, but uh we gotta we're gonna go to break, pay some bills. You listening to Hertz World, we'll be right back. Welcome back to Hertz World. I am none other than your girlfriend's favorite podcast host, the big hurt. And it is our Black Music Month episode. I'm joined by the homie Grade A, uh, the homie Diamond Jr., the lovely Nina Marie, and the oh-so-toxic, um, <laughs> I don't know, I, I want to call you Cece, but I I, I want to use everybody your stage Everybody calls me Cece. It's Cecily Wilborn, stage name, but everybody so calls me Cece. I cool. like Cece better. It's cool. Um, so before we went to break, um, CC was saying how we influence uh, the culture. So my question is, June, like I said, June is Black Music Month, and Black people have have had their hand in everything from acapella music, acapella choir music, all the way to Zumba. So that's A to Z. Um, you see artists like Macklemore and Justin Timberlake and NSYNC and uh, the Backstreet Boys and all these other Iggy artists, I- Iggy Azalea, all these other artists. We're gonna start with Nina. Um, do you really think that our sound was stolen 
or they just lightly biting us to make a you know and, and making money off us and uh how do you feel about it i do feel like we strongly influence other cultures and their music i do i feel like that <laughs> but i feel like they still make they make money like ours yeah right like, all i'm saying is they could try they'll never necessarily be able to do it like we do it they could try yeah, they don't have the original blueprint. They, they, they just, you know, they'll try to make it their own. Because so. <laughs> you see, Boys to Men is still selling out. But I promise you, if you brought Backstreet Boys or NSYNC to the FedEx Forum here in Memphis, they wouldn't sell out the way H-Town would. You could try. But I don't think it'll work. Only reason why I say, but this is why I say that. Well, let me say original, for original music. New original music. Let me tell you why I say that. If H-Town was to come out with a single today, you can't tell me that Memphis wouldn't jump all over that. You can't tell me the South wouldn't jump all over that. You couldn't tell me Chicago wouldn't jump all over that. I really wouldn't care to hear the Backstreet Boys today. I would, because, you know, I was a, I I've was heard a Backstreet Boys fan. I, I I've heard them think about themselves. You told me to be honest. That's, that's me being honest. You're right. <laughs> Go ahead, Greg. Go oh, ahead, Greg. Yeah, I was just going to say, I don't think they stole it, but this shit is commerce. And like I said before, like how the shit about you that you put in your music that people see in themselves is going to make them relate to it. When the white artist does something and they selling it, they have more people to sell it to that naturally relate to them. We niggas, we 13% of the population. In America, they like 55% or some shit like that. So uh, what's his name? Damn. Jack Harlow. Is a cold? He, he cold. He, like, I don't have no problems with his skill set, but it's easier for him to impress other people where niggas around my house, they won't listen to them just because they feel like I could beat that nigga up. They just have that feeling. You know what I'm saying? So no like that's that. what I'm, what I'm saying. So it's like with white, with white people, it's like they got a bigger trap to sell from. Eminem sounds like Red Man, but he got white people to sell it to that wouldn't have licked the Red Man. And then like, as far as shit that relates to them, he had this song when I was in high school called Sing for the Moment. It like symbols, Aerosmith yeah. or some shit. Yeah. I had never heard this song in my life, but to somebody else, it's like, oh, my grandma used to play this. So it's not like they stole it. It's just a different side of the hustle. Yeah. What you got, Dom? Uh, what I got to say is, you feel me? Imitation is the prettiest form of flattery. Say, nah, um, nah, really, though, I just feel like that I don't think it was necessarily stolen because nothing is... Well, by, from my perspective, nothing is original. Everything came from somewhere. And even though we might have been the first to, you know, with rhythm and everything else and incorporating our livelihood into our music, stuff like that, of that nature, we had to get it from somewhere. We just don't know where. So, you know, I don't want to say, like, it's necessarily stolen, but as such as everything goes, it, is, it heavily influences everything that's going to come after it. That's just our, mm -hmm. that's how life goes. Like, I can make Man. a song today. Oh, my fault, bro. I was saying I can make no, a song go ahead, today bro. My top fault. of my head. And... I guarantee you, whether I meant it to or not, some lyrics I said were said 30 million times before and another 20 million times before that. So I just feel like everything is just like copying each other in a sense now. Yeah. That, that's that's real shit, bro. And then I was going to say again, as far as like stealing the sound, low key, like depending on what you do with it, it's not a bad thing if you embrace the shit. Like my favorite, producer, like, my favorite producer is Alchemist. Alchemist is a white dude from Beverly Hills. But he produced records for all the niggas and put them on. Uh, like uh, Bodie James. Bodie James signed to Griselda. I'm in Chicago. I've done shows with the cool kids there. Bodie James is Czech English little cousin. A big cousin. A lot of people don't know that. 
And I've been there and he was there and nobody knew the fuck that nigga was. They all running to check of Mikey to take pictures and shit. Alchemist did an album with Bodie. The white dude from Beverly Hills did an album with a nigga from Detroit. And now Bodie on Brazil, the touring with Action Bronson and fucking uh, Earl Sweatshirt and shit. He in a whole nother bracket because this white dude that thought something was cool about this dude and worked with him on the love. Wasn't, he didn't have him by the beats. He was like, man, he was there with Chuck and was like, man, you like this beat? And start rapping on the shit. They made an album and it took his shit to the next level. And that's the white dude that's from nothing like what the struggle he from, but he helped though. So it's not all bad. Let me ask so, you this, Kirk. Kirk, let me ask you this. What's up? I'm going to ask you a question. Do you feel like as artists, if we decide to do what Gray A just said, does that make us a sellout? So I don't, I don't honestly, I honestly don't think that it was stolen myself. I think, like you said, it, it, it's, it's flattering that they take bits and pieces of what our culture has done and put their own little twist on it. So I wouldn't think y'all were sellouts at all. Like y'all, like it, it just comes down to riding a wave, and y'all got y'all got to get y'all got to get it how y'all live. Um, I appreciate the fact, Grade A, that you said that. If don't nobody else say it in in iPod land or in in podcast land, I appreciate the fact that you said that shit because I literally said earlier, this is what we do for a living. This is my mental property, and just because mm-hmm. I come from the black folk. I mean, that doesn't mean it's exclusive to my black people. Uh, That's why I listen. Shania Twain is my favorite artist. Come on. Nobody's mad at me for loving country music, though. Country music makes mm. some of the best songs, makes some of the best stories. Man, Kane Brown is the truth. Listen. So oh, I mean, man. if don't nobody else say they appreciate sure. you, I appreciate you for saying that out loud. Oh, thank I, you. That's the truth. No, that's facts, so, though. That's supporting yeah. everywhere. But yeah, I don't, I, I don't see, I don't see it as y'all being sellers. I, I see it as y'all taking what, taking what y'all have, um, to work with and putting y'all own spin on it and making it true to who you are. And at the end of the day, as y'all, y'all as artists, that's what y'all do. Y'all take, you know, a beat or y'all take lyrics and y'all or y'all take a style and y'all put your own little twist on it, and we get. Magic in my in my in my uh, in my opinion. That's a beautiful word. Magic. So, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> all right. So, last one. We're gonna start with Nina again. Nina, I, Nia. I, I've been calling you Nina. You I was, and I'm listening. I'm like, is he saying Nia or Nia? Okay, Nia. Yeah. I mean, you're, you're okay. I've been okay. you didn't let me <laughs> see. Yo, they see the name on there. It's Nia Marie. <laughs> he gonna kill my manager gonna kill me because he know I know the name. And they gotta be looking for Nina. <laughs> right. But it's Nia. Like, you know. Anyway, um, what does success look like for you? Ooh, really it's really basic though. Um, having my needs, my family needs taken care of, being able to get us whatever we want and like being peaceful, you know, at peace, you know, in life. That's really what success is to me. <laughs> Being able to take care of those you love and yourself. Uh, let's go. Great A. What does success look like for you? Um, I was watching Dave Chappelle on Inside the Actor Studio, and he he's talking about the moment he told his dad he wanted to be a comedian, and he he was like, "Dad, I don't want to tell jokes for a living." And he was like, "Son, that's not a real job." And he was like, "Well, how much does a teacher make?" And he was like, "Thirty thousand dollars a year." He was like, "If I can make that telling jokes, then I feel." 
like I'm rich. You know what I'm saying? And I'm in, like, so success is if you can pay your bills doing what the fuck you like to do, that's success. It's different levels, you know, it's heights, you know what I'm saying? If you can fucking go to uh go to Mexico, spend a million dollars, buy a bunch of shit, that's cool too. Like, you know, but you know, as long as you make money doing the shit you like to do, that's success to me. CC, what does success look like to you? My goal as as a person is not just to be an artist though. Um I'm in school full time. I'm an artist full time. I'm a mom. I'm a wife, you know? And success means I balanced it. There are a lot of people out here that messed up the balance because they chased the dream and neglected their family. And then you got some people out here that neglected their dreams because they chose to take care of family. So I feel like I'm successful when I reach what they're talking about, that peace that they're talking about. But I found balance with the peace because I don't want to work my ass off for the people I love, but I never got to share it with them. Then all I did was buy you a bunch of cars and houses and acres of land, but I wasn't there to enjoy it with you. So to me, the success has to bring that balance for me. And I struggle with that today, even just trying to get out of school because I hate, I would hate to walk across the stage and my kids are like, oh, Finally, she she done versus yay, my mama just graduated. It's a different, it hit different when they're celebrating with you instead of celebrating for you. So I think that's that's definitely where my success will hit is the balance. Diamond Junior. What is success like, like to you? Kind of like with grade A said, you know, it's different levels. Like the ultimate goal for me is generational wealth. However, success, like what I would consider successful, if I could live my life in serenity and tranquility with my actions and still do the things I love. Cause you know, like 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 CC just said that, you know, some people they give up their goals or whatever, you know, take care of family. You know, it, it's times where I feel like I had to do that. So when I can get to a point in my life where I can live in peace with my decisions, like I know I did this and I'm okay with that whether that's making music or not making music, you know, whatever the case may be, if I can get to that level and be mellowed out, that's what I consider success. Yeah. Um, Hakuna Matata. <laughs> what a wonderful phrase, my brother. <laughs> All right, so um, y'all, if y'all have not, if y'all have never listened to an episode of First World or y'all never heard me on New Soul Radio or you didn't listen to We Kicking It, I don't know where you've been, but you know, I'd like to be a little petty. Um, Diamond, you've been through this before, so I guess I can start with you. Um, uh, I'm notoriously known for telling folks to slide in folks' DMs. Now, um, when we had this conversation last time, they could only slide in your DMs for features. Is it still features only? Nah, man, I'm I'm open. You feel me? Um, last time, you know, another person I was on the show with, it was the rocky relationship, you, you know. So like, all love towards that person, you know. But I'm new. I'm I'm single. You feel me? But I still want y'all to slide on my DMs for the features, you know. What what, what them girls say? Buy me a burger, man. Listen, get me a shout out from one of your favorite rappers. You know, slide in from features. 
Uh, Nia. <laughs> are we sliding the DMs or, or your DMs closed? My DMs are closed right now. <laughs> Unless it's a feature. Right. She, you can slide Unless it's a feature. a feature. It gotta be business related. It has to be business related. We making some money together, yeah. But <laughs> let's see right now. Great. DMs open or closed? Um... I got my hands full, man. That's about three or four. It's, it's only so many hours in the day. So, yeah, I'm, I'm on business shit. And, I mean, we, we already know CeCe's being the club because she said kids and husband. Husband. Um, <laughs> so. You slide mean, over here, you asking for trouble. Trying to get my head knocked <laughs> between the wash and dry and yours. So, for the so the only person you, you can slide in everybody's DMs for business KIP, keep it professional. But, um, (laughs) I appreciate y'all, you know, kicking it with me and uh, coming through, you know, blessing us with y'all's wealth of knowledge and talent. Um, we're gonna go around the room real quick, let everybody know where they can find you. Um, what y'all got going up, what y'all got coming up as far as like project wise, and you know, what, what people can, you know, hear and see you. Uh, let's start. Let's start with Cece. Oh, my name is Cecily Wilborn. You can find me on all my social media handles. It's just like that right there. C-E-C-I-L-Y-W-I-L-B-O-R-N. It's on Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, title. You look hard enough, you can find me in the gas station. I mean, Jesus, I'm everywhere. <laughs> so I've got, I've already got a lot of music out, but I'm getting ready to put out a Southern soul song and I'm so proud of it. It's coming out Father's Day weekend. It's called Southern Man. And ladies, listen, if you ain't never heard somebody boast about your man, I got you, boo. Go on to learn this song. You can pre-download it probably uh, in the next couple of weeks. Go ahead and go to my website, CecilyWilborn.com. Sign up for my email subscription and you'll get an exclusive download so y'all can learn it, so y'all can sing it to your man on Father's Day. Because listen, it's going to get you some, I'm telling you. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we got to make sure uh, we put that in there because I don't, look. Father's Day and Juneteenth are on the same day. Don't buy me no damn dashiki unless you want to get kicked in the throat. Um, what's your address, cuz? I got to make sure. What's your favorite color? Because I got to make sure I send you one in two colors. <laughs> you know what? See? We're we not going to go there. Uh, Nia Marie, what you got? Hey. Hey, everybody. Again, my name is Nia Marie, and you can find me at on my website, officialniamarie.com, and they have all my social media platform links at the top, so you can follow me on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, whatever social media platform that you prefer, and I also have a show coming up in Jackson, Mississippi, July 10th, uh, releasing a new song shortly here called Chaotic, so y'all just stay tuned for that. Oh, it's probably we we gonna find a way to put it, we gonna put it in the mini mix. Um, oh. like like weekend shenanigans is in the mini mix. We I'm pretty okay. sure that's gonna be in the mini mix here soon. Diamond, what you got? Hey everybody, name Diamond Junior. Man, listen here, y'all can find me on Instagram, Twitter, uh, Snapchat if y'all want me to. Diamond Junior thirteen for everything, man. Get up with me on. Next album I got for y'all, it's going to be something different. It's going to have a little bit of Caribbean stuff in there. You know, I've been feeling like a poppy lately and all that. So, uh, nah, for real, though, just tap in. 
Oh, one last thing. Go stream that new EP, man. Misplaced emotions, nothing left to give on all all platforms. Ah, tongue tied. Cool. Great A. <laughs> Uh, on some okay for the production team. My bad, I'm just checking the shit. Yeah, look out for the DCG twins featuring G Herbo Stomp. That's at 1.4 million. Uh, Treasy from the shaft from the Hydrox produced that. Uh, if you like the rapping ass underground shit, check out my Spotify. All this shit, grade A plus. It's grade A P L U dollar sign. And if you like the more bouncy southern shit. Check out my group, Honey Trill. That's hashtag one zero zero Trill. We got an album called Music to Check Your Bitch To. Wait a minute. Wait, <laughs> wait a minute. It was the closer. It was the closer. Hendrix. Yeah. Hendrix. 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 Wait check a it minute. Out. It was the closer for me. It's classic. Tell you, check it out. Hey, yo, my homeboy said. <laughs> my homeboy said, "What's the name again?" The, uh, the album. Yeah. Yeah, we about to. It's music to check your bitch to, honey. Trill. <laughs> we put it out a while ago. Pound sign one zero zero trill. Right. If that tune in. If that ain't some future toxic ass shit. Is Our father who aren't in Atlanta. Hey, Kendrick, be thy name. To it. I love it. I love it. It might sound worse than what it is. I'm just saying. It's just it's real life experience. Music to check your bitch. It definitely sounds like hey, something. Follow, follow me on Twitter. I'll tweet it right as soon as I get off here. My Twitter is grade seven zero eight. G R A D E seven zero eight. And I'll follow all y'all back because I fuck with y'all. I heard a bunch of game positive vibes on here. Yeah. Man. Oh God, we got we got a link in, guys. Definitely, definitely. <laughs> well, y'all know where to find these people. Um, I appreciate each and every one of y'all for joining me today. Um, they, if one, if not all of these people will be back again on Hearts World, um, just because all the wealth and knowledge and um, the gems that were dropped today. I'm going to be right back with my final thought. Um, you're listening to Hearts World. Stay tuned. Man, welcome back to Herc's World. We had an amazing episode today for our, for our first episode of June, uh, it being Black Music Month. I was joined by four talented individuals um, who dropped a wealth of knowledge and just all around, man, gems. Um, not only for the music, not only for the music industry, but for life itself. Um, so, you know, that's part one. There will be a part two um, later on this month. But uh, the next two episodes are going to be more focused around Fathers and Father's Day. Um, I got a couple different uh, individuals going to come on and they're going to talk about their experiences um, being a black dad in America, um, being, you know, dealing with a bitter baby mama and uh, a couple of those things. Um, you know, so I really hope that y'all enjoy those. Not necessarily for the toxicity of the stories, but for the knowledge um, and the things that these guys have endured or that are that they're going through, you know. So I hope it changes somebody's perspective, um, especially if you if you, if you have a bitter baby mama, um, and you can relate. 
or if you're a girl dad or you're, you know, you're involved in your child's life, you know, hopefully you can relate to these guys too. Um, but stay tuned for that. Um, grade A and Diamond are still here. So um, I'm going to say this. I'm going to let them end the show. As always, if you don't work, you don't eat. You got to crawl before you can walk. Walk before you can run. And then run before you can fly. With all that being said, hit us, hit us, uh, hit us with some closing remarks, Grade A. Uh, I got a song called "Baby Mama Bandit." Put it up on SoundCloud. Blow me up. I'd appreciate that. Grade A plus, uh, Grade Seven to Eight on SoundCloud. Uh, music to check your bitch too. That's also essential listening if you have female troubles. And Happy Father's Day. I can't really relate. It's Happy Pullout Day for me. I'm trying to keep it that way till I'm rich. Shit. But love y'all. I have fun. Damn it. I don't know how you're going to follow that, but come on, man. Listen, man, that's one to ten. I wish my dad did pull out sometimes. Nah, but uh, some real stuff, man. Happy Father's Day to all the fathers out there in the fathers <laughs> be. Listen, man, Diamond Junior 13 on all social media. Look out for that new ca- collaboration about to drop soon with Rico DeRula and Diamond Junior. He thought I wasn't going to mention him in here, my bro, with me. Hey, you know, just vibe out, man. Kakuna Matata. And I'm going to stream that. What is, what is it called? Music to check your bitch. So go stream that shit, too. <laughs> man, I appreciate you. I, I think, if nothing else, I got to go listen to that shit now because <laughs> the title alone, <laughs> if, if the title alone don't make you want to go listen to it, Man, if you a fat nigga with hoes, you would love this album. I'm telling you. <laughs> man, I'm t- man, if you a nigga that can work a job and got some hoes, bro, that, man, and you just you ain't stressing about they trying to stress you out, but your karate too good for that. Man, I, I got shit to say in another interview. My cousin was a pimp. He taught me a lot of game, man. Hey, we got a link in, bro. Like, man, but man, check, I have fun. Check your bitch to grade A. I am the big hurt. You've been listening to Herc's World. We out. Peace. Yo.